0: Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast, brought to you by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. You're hearing a new voice today. I'm Mike Graham, I'm the new high school reporter here at the A.J. And I'm joined, as I normally will be, with Brian Navarrete.
1: Hey, Graham, how's it going? And I understand seventh day you've been here. How's everything been for you? Seventh day, it's been really
0: good. I'm, I'm really enjoying my time here. Um, this is not my first rodeo in Lubbock. I, I graduated from Texas Tech, uh, spent three great professional years here, and I've, I've come home after three years um, out in East Texas covering um, high school athletics between Texarkana, Lufkin, and the Louisiana border. So it's it's been good, and um, this, this is really exciting, and um, we really haven't slowed down since I got here because... The academic year of sports begins Friday with the UIL officially sanctioning volleyball games. Now, most of the teams in our area will begin Monday or Tuesday, but we just wanted to take a look ahead of of the season. Uh, We've got some really good stories this year.
1: Yeah, especially with, you know, two days starting up for most of our local schools here. I know Cooper's underway. I believe Friendship started up as well, so we might as well get into it.
0: That's absolutely right. What we've been doing is we've been working on the Lone Star Varsity Volleyball Preview, which will come out in the Sunday sports section. And there are just a couple of things we wanted to highlight to to tease the section a little bit. Um, And I think one of the really interesting things that not a lot of people probably know about is is Klondike. Klondike is a two-way program. And then in the playoffs, because it's such a small 2A program, it gets relegated to 1A, but it dominated its 2A district and made it all the way to the 1A um, regional tournament last year.
1: You know, we called it uh, last year kind of a surprise run by Klondike, but maybe they weren't so surprised by it, and they bring back a trio of players that attributed to that team that went 23-15, and you know, to that regional tournament. So they're definitely a team to look at heading into this season
0: then you've got level land and this is a really interesting story you know it's a it's a perennial power but it's in a bit of transition right now it's lost head coach carly morrison to cooper shelly k is coming in shelly k is someone with 25 years of experience across four different sports she was part of the middle school program and she's um going to try to bring or trying to keep continuity um and i I think, I think that's important for a program like Leveland.
1: Definitely, and she's definitely going to have some weapons to work with, with uh, Paige Royal, and I believe Michaela Eskew is coming back this year. So she has some weapons there to kind of utilize, but like you said, keep that continuity, and Leveland is very important.
0: Then we've got All Saints, which won a title in its second season of existence after contesting for a championship its first year in existence at the TAPS 2A level. What do you make of All Saints and and the success they've been having so early in, in their program history?
1: just that the girls are kind of buying into Kimberly Sweat's program and you see the participation start to pick up when you get these state titles just looking at the team all around I see them kind of making sort of a a tradition of winning there at All Saints uh the players the turnaround and everything just seems to be really there for them and Sweat is a great coach
0: yeah it's crazy it's it's like they just ran into the right players at the right time or they've always had these players and and no volleyball team to showcase them with. Um, You know, it it takes a long time to build a program. You start at the middle school level with the 7th grade team. They become an 8th grade team. 7th grade team stacks up behind them all the way through the levels, and and here they are. I mean, just – I mean so early looking but, like one of the areas premier teams.
1: Yeah, thirty three and six last year. That's that's a pretty good team that's a pretty good record for a pretty good team.
0: But speaking of pretty premier teams, Trinity Christian.
1: Trinity, what can we say about Trinity that we haven't said in the last couple of years? You know, three Pete, they went last year, they're looking for the four this year. Tyler Neo's a great coach. That program, like I was saying about All Saints, you know that winning tradition. They're going to go try to establish it. I think Trinity Christian has established it. Obviously, three state titles is nothing to blink at. <laughs>
0: no, not at all. And um, doing it three years in a row too. And, and what we're hearing, they're pretty confident about number four with um, Coach Tyler Neal. I mean, he's going for the four-peat. and uh, you know, you, you'd think that maybe he'd um, he would have left for for a, a higher position, maybe even a college position, with the success he's been having. But he's staying right there at Trinity Christian, going for the four-peat. And, um, I mean, they've got to love that. Yeah. What do you know about Coach Neal?
1: Oh, he's a great guy, great guy to work with. I think he loves it there, and he loves that, you know, they have that winning tradition going. And uh, I think he just loves working with the program there at All Saints. But then again, I mean, at Trinity Christian, rather. But then again, talking to any coach there at Trinity, they they love that school. And, uh, yeah, he's just a good guy to work with. We'll probably bring him in at some point and talk a little bit about – um, the program in general, state titles. I mean, keeping that consistency over three years with turnaround is very difficult to do.
0: No doubt. That's that's a one-hour podcast on its own because, I mean, t- programs can be consistent, but they're not going to be contending for a state title every four years under normal circumstances. That, that's something truly special. I mean, even in football, you know, you, you take the dynasties that, that you've seen over the past couple of years, and, and they're not winning championships year to year. You know, they're just trying to, you know – a regional appearance or whatever, but this, this program gets it done year after year, so that is something that we are very interested in doing uh, as the season progresses. And then finally, let's go full circle with Carly Morrison, who is now at Cooper. That's an interesting turn of events.
1: Yeah, she led uh, Loveland, I believe, to the regional uh quarterfinals was it no i believe it, it yeah the regional quarterfinals over there at levelland and they've always had sort of a uh, powerhouse team very good contenders they went 29-16 and last year and now she's at cooper she's got the weapons over there to kind of make that a really good team to uh, be there back in the regional quarterfinals as well
0: now we've identified these teams and that's not to say that they're in the top 10 or not in the top 10 Um, when the preview comes out. But those are just some of the teams with with interesting stories, and there are a lot more teams that that we're excited about, and that's because of their players. Let's just dive into some of the players that we're working with this season.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think I already said her name, but I'm going to go ahead and kind of repeat myself and Paige Royal. Uh, Definitely one of the best outside hitters here in this area. Um, She's always been, you know, at the forefront of that offense there at Leveland, and she's going to be one to definitely look at um, all-state player. Uh, you know, that's no joke out in this area, uh, just to, you know, kind of be nominated and kind of win that. But, yeah, her paired with Michaela Eskew, as I said, Michaela Eskew, I believe, middle blocker, kind of a presence there. Um, I think they're going to be pretty pretty good in terms of, you know, trying to keep with turnover and everything. Um, I guess uh, with Carly Morrison going over to Cooper, we can kind of transition there. Uh, addie peters and uh, reagan robertson kind of all-around athlete with the success that she's had in softball but a lot of people don't realize she's also a very good volleyball player and addie peters she is also very just dominant there at the net another all-state player that we're talking about you know and uh let's see who else do we have um we talked about reagan uh kaylin breckel out in shallow water she started on that team young just like on the basketball team and with the loss of kyan williams you kind of think that she's gonna take over as their number one hitter uh you know it, it just kind of yeah uh, also with um, maddie McCauley, uh she came out last year um first year their varsity team she did really well uh she was named all district i believe she's a younger player so maybe at some point she'll be the kind of the uh, taking that role that kyan williams will have to take over this year let's see um peyton amango now that we're talking about trinity earlier peyton amango when she hits that ball it sounds like a cannon she is just
0: yeah we were talking about this earlier
1: yes some of the outside hitters out here you know they they scare you or they wake you up if you're not <laughs> paying attention uh no she's got an arm she's also an all-state player uh to look at this year their trinity with the Lions. um Yeah, she probably could take over in a more dominant role there as well. Uh, There were people across the board. uh, They return other players as well, but she'll probably take a more dominant position there. Uh, Lily McKay, out All Saints, uh, one of the returners there that probably are going to try to help build that winning tradition. Um, Holly Hemline, our Newcomer of the Year last year. She's just an all-around athlete. I hadn't realized it, but I had heard the name before last year uh, when we were naming her the Newcomer of the Year, and I'm like, hmm, why do I remember this name so well? And it was because the year before she was our newcomer of the year in basketball. So that kind of That's says. That's right.
0: It, it is amazing the, the crossover that volleyball has to other sports and that other sports have crossover into volleyball. This is a really rich region. Um, and something that I've heard about the region, I'm still learning it, is how good the defensive players are. Can we just go over you know, some of the players that you think stand out in that backcourt?
1: In the backcourt, um, Holly Hamline. Uh, Defensive specialist, definitely. Uh, Lily McKay. Actually, I think I kind of went into the defense there, but we'll go back. Uh, Brady Marshall, again, Trinity Christian. Dominant uh, there at Setter, and she's going to be huge for him heading into this year. Uh, Some other players, um, Taylor Roberts out of Seminole. She's been on that team. She's a letterman returning, uh, and that team has always been – a competitive I wouldn't say you know championship team they're always competitive they're always at the front I mean last year they finished 23 and 17 anytime you go over 500 you know a couple years in a row you're setting up a program now they did lose uh, Jackie Horton Jacqueline Horton their coach so we'll see who kind of steps into that position and you know Taylor will definitely help keep them kind of at pace uh, Savannah Gustafan from Coronado uh Defensive specialist, again, Abigail Sines from Brownfield. Um, one player that I would like to mention, uh, you know, it, it's not exactly a defensive position, but middle blocker Harley David Davis out of Plainview. She was another one of those players that just stands out on the court, you know, kind of looking there, and she, she just does a really good job, as well as uh, some sparks off the bench for us, you know. Some people that we wouldn't or don't make the paper every week but are really good players, uh, Alexi Bouchong. At Klondike, actually, if I could go back to Klondike for a second, absolutely. Uh, Those three players, you know, that we were talking about earlier, that are going to kind of help them make another run into the playoffs. You got Alexi Bouchon, Cameron Riddle, and Macy Sharp. Uh, Anytime you can bring back three players, you know, from your starting team, especially in volleyball, I think it's it's just going to help you into that next season. Which a lot of these teams they're going to have people kind of stepping up into those those uh, starting positions so it should be interesting to see uh, friendship we'll see how they kind of turn around this year
0: now there there are a lot of big questions around a lot of these programs and and a lot of answers to be determined over the next couple of months but it should be a lot of fun other things we're working on at the AJ right now is our uh, football preview tab which is coming out on August 20th we'll just take a minute to kind of talk about some of the teams it's a it's a big team effort here um, but let's just talk about some of the teams that we've seen over the past couple of days we've been visiting quite a few schools getting ready for that
1: yes I was out at friendship again I uh, spoke with the new head coach Jay Northka, who took over for Brad Davis um, really good guy uh, they talk about changing up their offense a little bit which you can read more about in our football tab obviously but uh, little hint hint there they're gonna be a little bit more explosive than they have been in the past or so I hear and um, I was at Estacado. Always fun to go visit Marcus Shavers. Really great guy. There's a lot of energy right now at Estacado. Uh, you talk to the kids; they're excited. They had a lot. They had great turnout for summer workouts mm-hmm. and everything. So you know, just being in that atmosphere around there, going to friendships, seeing the kids—it's—it's it's exciting.
0: Yeah, a lot of really good athletes historically come from Estacado, and it looks like they're—they're they're kind of getting that way again. And I'm sure we'll dive into that more. A couple of teams that, that I have seen are Cooper. Cooper really impressed me, just um, the demeanor of the kids. And the same can be said um, on my visit to Lubbock High. Uh, you know that, That's a program that hasn't won more than two games the past four seasons. But they've got some really, really optimistic and, and bright kids. This might be the year that they pulled out, just with the senior leadership they have. That was really impressive to see.
1: And and that's all about turning around a program. I mean you can't always be down on yourself. You gotta you gotta stay positive and I think if they continue to do that, we will see a turnaround with the Westerners. All
0: right. And then the final two programs that I've checked out so far are Monterey and Coronado. And those I think both of them took really big steps forward last year. You've got um, you know both 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 programs dropped down from six from A and, and they they have found their stride in five A, but it's not only that. I mean, you look I like got a team at Coronado that went from three wins to 11 wins in one season, um, and we'll see if they can keep that momentum up. We're going we're gonna to be checking in on them, and uh, you'll be able to read it all about it in our football tab, which comes out on August 20th. But, yeah, I think, I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, thank you very much for listening in, and please be sure to subscribe to the Lubbock Avalanche Journal podcast via Apple Podcast through iTunes or your iOS device. Lone Star Varsity podcast beginning today come out every Wednesday morning and they'll come out Saturdays after the football weeks. So thank you very much for listening in and we'll get you next time.